Africa Connected, of course, you know that Standard Bank and 702 have sent acclaimed journalist Nigiwe Pigicha across our continent to get us insights into Africa's markets. And uh, she is in Nairobi this time around and she joins me on the line. Nigiwe, good afternoon. Hi there, Kolani. Are you well? Everything is fine, Kolani. I'm having an exceptionally good time. (laughs) (laughs) See, I must must, uh, show you some of the messages on Twitter yesterday. People just talking about the life of Nigiwe Begicha. Maybe we should have a, um, uh, what is this, uh, a a documentary about the life of Nigiwe. The life of Nigiwe Begicha, you know? A reality show. I hope DSTV is listening to you, Kolani. I'm not sure so I can have my own reality show. I assure you it is not as glamorous as it appears. But we are doing our best to try and illuminate the kind of business opportunities and investment opportunities that exist across the continent, Kalani. And it's been truly exciting. Mm. Let me tell you where I am at the moment, actually, Kalani. I'm at a place called the Capital Club. Now, I ask myself, what on earth am I doing here? Because this is one of the most exclusive clubs in Nairobi. It is a members-only club, open only to some of the top CEOs in the country. Membership fee, listen, brace yourself, Kalani, is 10,000 US dollars joining fee if you want to be part of the Capital Club. This is where I am at the moment, so I don't really belong here, but um, I have been given some access to what uh, the 1% uh, has access to here in Nairobi. So I've just spoken to the general manager, Rupert Elliott, and he says they have a membership of about 800 people, so top business leaders, very exclusive. It's beautiful, of course, and I'm on the seventh floor at the moment, and the view of the city are absolutely magnificent. But there are three other levels below me, Polani, where people can have meetings and networks, and, and they are very, very strict about the criteria for people who are able or entitled to join uh, the Capital Club. But I'm told all the CEOs, people who want to be seen and are important, the wheelers and dealers, hmm. if you can afford it, uh, come to the Capital Club. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about things that uh, we can all access then. What else is happening? <laughs> well, we've had an incredibly busy day, Tolani, and, and as, as I look out at this view, I see cranes everywhere, Tolani, and when you see cranes, it tells you that there's a big infrastructure story that's happening in that particular city. Residential property is a huge one. There's been a huge boon in construction, not only um, for office blocks, but also residential property. I've seen a few signs around the city today um, where some of the properties being let are about 675 million shillings. That would be about 2 million rand for a luxurious two-bedroom department. But what that is telling us is that there's a growing middle class. Uh, People are becoming more affluent and they can afford uh, these uh, high rental properties. So that is what is happening. And that's a success story because people have more disposable income and are elevating themselves to the next level. As we spoke yesterday, Tonani, this is a very diverse economy. So if those kinds of growth figures are sustainable, um, in an ideal world, of course, uh, everyone else is uplifted as well. But it remains to be seen whether that will happen as well. Mm. So one of the things, of course, that you mentioned that you will go and look at is just the tech space in, in Kenya. Everyone is talking about just how far advanced they are, even compared to South Africa. Incredibly advanced, Polani. Um, we did say that we were going to dub this Tech Tuesday. Um, unfortunately, we had some problems trying to get to some of the people that we were supposed to speak sure, to. But of course, sure. the big tech and mobile story 
in Kenya is without a doubt Safaricom. And we spent some time uh, with an, a senior executive at Safaricom and he explained to us how M-Pesa works and that is the mobile payment system. And, and that is something that we're going to try and unpack a little later on on the business show. That would be interesting because it may answer questions about why this, uh, the, the same system failed in South Africa. It, it does, you know, and I asked this executive, why does he think that it failed here? And I think it depends on the operating environment that you come into, whereas perhaps, and this is just my own opinion, where in South Africa, you had to some degree uh, payment systems that were already working. People had financial access to some degree, whereas here, perhaps it was still a little bit limited. That's why with the onset of mobile phones, it was so easy for there to be this uptake. And I tell you, Polani, I mean, we've seen it working. It is the most phenomenal product and and it keeps growing and Mm. growing. And they have expansion plans for throughout uh, the East African region because Faricom itself specifically operates in Kenya, but Vodafone, the parent company, operates in other parts of the world, in other parts of the continent, and there has been uptake in places like Uganda and Ghana, and moving to West Africa now as well. But in Safaricom in Kenya, and one of the things we've heard is that Safaricom essentially runs M-Pesa, the product, the mobile money payment, runs Kenya. And and judging from the people that we've spoken to, Tolani, Absolutely everyone is on, is, is on M-Pesa. It is not surprising then that they've had this kind of success. Oh, fantastic. Nix, um, all of the very best to you then. Chat to you tomorrow. Indeed. Well, I you. <laughs> oh, have fun in uh, that uh, Capital Club. I wonder if there are any clubs similar to that here in South Africa. Are you a member? Let me know. 11 to 5